0: Live and real quick, real quick, real quick with Mike Swig, real quick, real quick, real quick with Mike Swig podcast.
1: All right, guys, we are back. Podcast number 18. Special guest today. I always say special guest, but this is actually a really special guest. 10 years I've trained with this guy noad lahat or better known as neo he goes by just neo (laughs) because he's such a ninja and uh training buddies at aka for many many years just came to phuket um so what do you think about phuket about the gym and about your experience so far
0: so it's not at all what i expected because uh (coughs) all the third world countries you know i've been in mexico brazil always dangerous i had to I had in a few fights in in Brazil. I had a pull knife in Mexico, and and you know when we went out, I was like, everybody look at you, is want to rob you, and then you just don't get that vibe from people. And I drive around alone and do stuff that like in Brazil or Mexico you you can't do. Yeah, and it's just it's so safe here that it's so it's it's just easy and and uh, relax and you know the view and the and amazing uh the weather i love it you know you never get hurt when it's warm it's always you get hurt when it's cold and dry
1: yeah especially training and stuff
0: yeah and i feel you know all of a sudden all my my muscles like loose and it's easier to train and and training been great i love it here I'll. Definitely you know you could
1: you could just ask me before you came i could have told you it was safe you, <laughs> you didn't have to like <laughs> be paranoid for the first two days it's like not creeping paranoid, around
2: cautious that's well, all right. <laughs> or watch our
1: twenty thousand
2: videos we put up.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. yeah, but you see the same videos about Brazil.
1: Yeah, true. Like
0: oh, ah, yeah. don't worry. It's like, and we went, went to the things?
1: same. We go with the same people to Brazil. Yeah, and we went to the same favelas. Yep. And there's some scary shit. Yeah. In those favelas, dude. But I'll be honest with you. I was scared what a couple you, of times.
0: What year were you there?
1: Rosahino, uh I was in. uh Man, I couldn't even tell you. If Mark was with me, he, he's great at dates. He knows everything, but I couldn't July tell thousand
2: eleven. <laughs> no,
1: but so I I've been there like three times. So so when you were But when old, I was there with Hiko, yes. it was it was I was getting ready to fight. I was gonna fight uh, David Mitchell, and the fight got canceled. But it was like okay, then I can pre camp. And be, um, I will say this. No, no, no. I'll say this. October two thousand ten. I'll say this, they were having war because it was, they were preparing for the Olympics, yeah, for the Olympics. and Security all the Olympics. tanks were coming on the street. And like at <laughs> one point I actually went to Flamingo to Nova Uniao because I was training it, um, with Hiko during yeah. the day for Giju Jitsu. <clears> and <throat> I was sparring with Nova Uniao and Flamingo. And one of the times I went to Flamingo, there was nobody there. Because they were in the, fl- uh, the favelas, and they shut everything down, and there were like tanks coming, and like there was war going on, and like it was fucking chaos, dude. It was like yeah. all over the news and everything. Yeah. So whatever time that was, that was when I was there, the last Thanks time. Thanks for the invite. Not the last, last time. time. Last time was with uh, so, but uh, the time that I went to the yeah. favelas with Hiko and everything, yeah. which may not have been the best time <laughs> to go <laughs> visit the favelas. Sounds like a
2: blast, literally.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's gross. <laughs> the favela is it is
2: gross.
1: It is, but it is the best view. It's, it's weird. Yeah, so yeah. in America, like... Rich people the, live in the mountains. Right, uh, yeah. I've
2: seen bad boys too.
1: But I think that's The, is the poor areas are in like the, the, like the lower areas where they don't have a view. And then the richer people live on the mountainside, overlooking the ocean, all this kind of stuff. In Brazil, the favelas are the most amazing views. Like we'd crawl to the very top yeah. and it was just an outstanding view. Like, yeah, because... So crazy.
0: When it started, all the rich people lived on the beach. mm and all the poor people that couldn't travel hours every day just to come to work <clears throat> they start building everything on the on the on the mountains and the funny things everybody just i've been in houses there there is no floor it's yeah. sand there's no bathroom and yeah that's crazy people live like that and it make you appreciate you know yeah, when absolutely. i got my black belt because most of uh ricardo's uh yeah. students from there Favilla, so yeah. did barbecue I don't know, a few hundred uh, reals, and we bought tons of meat, mm-hmm. got upstairs, and yeah, and you get shocked. You see what people like leaving yeah. it. And, and they're happy, like, right? Happy. How because
1: crazy is know, that? Happy. Because most of the, the guys we train with there live in the favelas, they come to training, and then we'll go to the favelas and visit them or go to the, the corner of Copacabana and um, uh, the other area Oh, Ipanema. Ipanema. Yeah. And they have that point where you fish and yeah. stuff like that. We'll go hang out there. And it's like they're just so happy. Like, they're just so happy, dude. And they have, like, not much of anything, man. Like, they're just – they live life. They train. Yeah. And, they, and then you come home to America and, That's like, crazy. I come to San Jose where everyone has all this money and nice cars, nice houses, and they're on, like, antidepressants and, like, pills. And, like, they're <laughs> upset and, like, stressed out all the time. I'm like,
0: fuck. Why is that?
1: I, man, if we could figure that out, dude. I think just people, especially in California, just get – way like
0: their life just too easy. Yeah, maybe. You know, they become soft. Even the weather is always perfect.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Like <laughs> even the weather doesn't mess with them.
2: I wish I had something to add to this. I got nothing.
1: Yeah, we got into this Brazil talk, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's important Brazil, because so. we're talking about his BJJ and, and you know a lot of people actually wanted us to bring on um guests that are up and coming rising uh fighters and dude you're you're coming up fast bellator main event you just won yeah um Thank you. you've been training for a long time you've been helping me with my fight camps i'm retired now but dude <laughs> you helped me for so many of my fight camps and uh leg locked the shit out of me so many times i hate his leg locks <laughs> so uh, this is your answer guys yeah. that wanted uh up and coming fighter to, to be on the show and, and talk about experiences and this is one of them brazil i mean going there and training is it's different than anywhere else in the world like coming to thailand Uh, it's very different and it's something i i recommend for anyone man because it's 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 real man it's like it's tough yeah i
0: i really believe that that in order to learn from people you have to you have to go to them like i wanted to learn muay thai so you go to thailand learn muay thai right i wanted to study jiu-jitsu so i went to brazil to learn jiu-jitsu i went this is the only way you can't expect people to come to you or learn from videos and stuff mm-hmm. you have to go and feel it and experience and it's also <clears throat> you know talking about like moving places i change camps too you always have to to get uh to get that new moves new learn a, a new perspective to train with other people it's important to your growth not only as a person especially as a fighter but yeah. only you know so I, there's so much I can get from you and you can get from me so you always right. have to learn more and I, and I love travel too so
1: yeah
2: well how do you like the training here
0: oh I like oh yeah. I loved it yeah well, so
1: I trained three a days that's what I'm saying day. you've trained every three yeah. times a day since I've seen you and he's right? helping people too so yeah, it's cool man you're teaching and you're training he's So he's not, it's not been stopped, great, yeah. yeah,
2: he's like a little Mike Swick <laughs>
0: uh, yeah i'm gonna crash in like a few days if i keep doing you that. will yeah
1: but you, just, you wait till you crash on the plane you got one more day yeah. tough it out and then just sleep the whole way home
0: yeah i got 30 hours flight so that's
1: a lot of fun huh yeah because you're going to vegas right
0: land? i go china
1: but you're going into vegas final
0: china yeah china la la vegas that's why Yeah, i, I go to san francisco some, it's a lot shorter imagine from yeah.
2: vegas to houston another six hours yeah
1: that's the worst place yeah. to go to Houston. I mean, from here, oh, it, the it trip is wild. ridiculous. I think it's literally right behind. Like, it's one of the longest, know. like, like trips I think in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really think so. Unless you went to Antarctica, I uh, took a weird twist. But have all right. you gone?
2: No. Who has? You never been to Antarctica? No, haven't. I went there for my senior year in high school. Oh, did you? Spring break. <laughs> when, when spring. It was summer, winter break. Summer break. Looking for chicks. <laughs> Cold ass bitches Go- there. Good times. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so
1: tell Salsana. us about tell us about your bjj background and uh how you got your black belt and how many times me and you have rolled and
0: yeah so uh <clears throat> i started training in judo when i was when i was young when i was four years old and i was really dedicated my whole life was about judo my dream was to go to the olympic uh, age of 18 i joined the military i was uh, three years in uh, israeli army Mm-hmm. After I finished, I went back to judo. I did one more judo, one more year of of judo. I competed, trained, and uh, I was at the national uh, team, uh, Israel national team, and it just got boring. So I decided to travel. I went to I to South America with all my army friends, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna meet them there. I was supposed to meet them in Chile. So I said, I landed in uh, in Brazil. I was supposed to be there for two weeks. I said. <coughs> I'm gonna try this jiu-jitsu thing. So from two weeks, I I was in Copacabana for seven, eight months <laughs> until mm-hmm. I ran out of money. <laughs> 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 Went back home. I I was like, oh, I need, I need to. I ne- <laughs> there's no way I'm getting a job. This yeah. is what I want to do. And uh, there's no money in jiu-jitsu, <laughs> so I start fighting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just I like that lifestyle. I'm I'm my own boss nobody telling me what to do i have my own timing and all i do my job is to get better every day and and the type of person i am i'm you know sometimes a little bit obsessed and i just i just like that that feeling that every day you know i i learn something new uh you know about nutrition or something or learn about like like when i came here to to I wanted to work more on my uh, my clinch game with the Thai guys. Right. You know, so, and I learned a lot here, you know, a little tricks. You'll see it in my next fight, definitely. Yeah.
2: March 23rd.
1: March 23rd. Uh, Give yeah. a shout out to AK Thailand for yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll get you some shorts.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: No, to wear in the fight. Oh, okay. All right, I
2: see. <laughs> Not just overall.
0: <laughs> and, uh... So, yeah, so I, I, I trained in, uh, in Brazil and then I uh, went, ran out of money, went back to Israel. Uh, I, oh, so I got, I got to Brazil after two weeks. I wanted to compete. Ricardo Vieira told mm. me, yeah, you can't compete with that white belt. Here's a blue belt, go compete. So I competed in a blue belt about every weekend after, after three months, he gave me purple belt it was like yeah okay you can't be blue girl anymore you know <laughs> yeah because my judo background i go to the and right, i just right. destroyed everybody like eight tournaments in a row just kill everybody and it was like okay that's time you know and then then i went back home i stopped fighting and i was oh i kept traveling you know i fought four times in israel before israel is a small country and there's no one to fight anymore so i i traveled to uh to U.S. Uh, to start fighting, and at the same time, I was doing U.S. Brazil. I was still competing in jiu-jitsu. I competed a lot in jiu-jitsu. I competed a, a many tournaments. I won uh, uh, world uh, world 2010 uh, brown belt no gi, and uh, I got <clears throat> a few months after I got my uh, my black belt in Brazil from Ricardo. I won yeah. uh, two more tournaments in Brazil as a brown belt, and then he gave me the the black belt and around that time i was like oh i decided that uh, i compared a few more times you know just for fun but i just couldn't do that anymore to to focus on jujitsu sport you just you know and you saw when when i work with Anastasia, like trying to fix those bad habits from sports is it's hard sports is just so different it's so different it's very good for you at the beginning as a as a as 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 a fighter and i'm happy because When I did my judo, wasn't like MMA judo. It was strict judo. Same thing was with my with my jiu-jitsu. So the fundamentals at the beginning of the games, you have to learn that. But when you fight, you don't want to create the scramble. You don't want to have fun. You want the other guy to suffer. You want him to. Right. So you don't want to create. So it's a lot of like the little things. Like nobody cares if you pass the guard. You go to mount. You don't get points for that. You get points for for controlling the fight. So if I stay in here if I realize that your guard just suck, I'm going to stay there. I'm not there's no reason to pass. So that that's the difference. So that's when I stopped around black belt like I was like okay, I can I can't compete in those rules anymore. They're bad for for my for my real career. Jiu-jitsu is fun, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. be a fighter. So I stopped competing, I focused more, but I was still traveling. I traveled I trained with every black belt that I could find. Like, I really like the list is re- really long. I would go there, either pay them privates to teach me, you know, like they're specific. Uh, if it's uh, John Dana or in New York, you, you know, L- too, L- I'll nice stay that, yeah. in New York, I would go in a lot to, uh, to Leo Vieira in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in LA, Leandro, you know, I brought him to San Jose. Yeah. I love that guy. I used to train with Cayote a lot, Dave Camarillo. I learned a lot from you know, so I, I was yeah. always looking for Paul Schreiner. I trained there with Marcelo. I always looking for what I can learn from someone. Yeah. And 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 I think, yeah, when I got to uh, to AKA, what I loved about it, everybody was psychopath, the training hard. Because <laughs> yeah. every gym I went to, the people were like, dude, you train too hard. I got to uh to to AKA and I was like, it's everybody here, yeah. like psychos like me. It's another beast there, man. Yeah. and everybody was wrestlers, and all yeah. of a sudden, oh wait a second, my jujitsu don't work on these fuckers. I had to like, <laughs> I had to adjust my game, you know, like someone like Justin Wilcox.
1: Right. Yeah. There
0: is no sweepings. Yeah. He's he's a little pack of muscles, so strong and such a good base as wrestlers. Yeah. And I had to learn how to like you know go against them, against Josh Koscheck. Yeah. You can't go. You know, you can't go arm bar on him. He'll, from the guard, he'll pick you up, smash you, you know. Yeah. When featuring your guard, when keep punching you over, and you get Thompson's and all those guys, it doesn't... Jiu-Jitsu don't work. Yeah. But then you have to learn how to adjust it to, like, fighting jiu which right. is different.
1: And, and I want to get on the AK training, because that's, that's a whole other thing we can open up right there. But uh, going back to the Anastasia thing, like you were saying, training Anastasia... One of the things I'm having with, like an issue I'm having with her, not an issue, but the situation is she's been a victim of her own success as far as she's five and zero as an MMA fighter, three and zero on Bellator, and she's a superstar. I mean, she's got a huge following. So she's one of these rare types that's made a huge career and is already famous, but never had the jiu-jitsu basics of sport jiu-jitsu or any jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. So she's having, a, we're having a fast tracker right now. So we can't put her in class and learn the basics for two hours a day. You know, and then she has a bellator fight coming up against a tough opponent. We have to fast track her and teach her all the specific things that she's gonna need, you know, for that fight. And like the style that you have, which has been yeah. great having you here, because your style is what she needs to win these fights, and to progress herself to a higher level faster than sitting there every day for you know, two hours a day for six months a year before she'll get caught up yes. learning a bunch of stuff that she's not going to need, a lot of stuff that she's not going to be able to use in that specific fight. So it's been a very unique situation, and she's made a lot of progress. I'm very, very excited about her next fight, and you've helped tremendously this week. Yeah,
0: definitely, but <clears throat> what I think is because if we started 10 years ago, there was no fighting jujitsu. Jitsu, right. you know, you see people pulling guards and fight. So I think it's a style that, that you know, I developed, I learned from people, you know, from my late coach, uh, Follis, uh, Robert Follis, I yeah. learned a lot how to adjust to that style. The first one, you know, to, to point me on that style was Dave Camarillo, you know. Uh, so, like, I can I can give it like the shortcut to the understanding you know what I mean, yeah, but, yeah. so, but if you don't have that someone to to show you that you know like higher level than you then then you have to like really take all the, the steps and uh yeah like the climate almost yourself,
1: yeah, yeah, no, i agree and then and then coming back to the a k training, so when you came to a k that was the old days, man, that's when we were just like savages and and no gym, I think trained like we did. So when you came into AK what was that like? Like when you first came in and and you saw how we were sparring and you would see us freaking out in the ring <laughs> wanting to spar more. And when was <laughs> it? What what year? 2009.
0: 2009. Yeah. 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 2009 I came I knocked on the door and uh I was like, "Hey, I want to yeah. come train here." And um I don't remember who was in the front. It was like, "Okay, th- those are and I came with uh, with my wife. She was my girlfriend. Then we walked in. I was like, "Yeah, hey, I want to train here." and uh, i don't remember who was that gave me like uh like the paper the schedule and i was like ah yeah so we have uh, classes for uh, kickboxing for beginners and jujitsu i was like oh no no i, I want to fight and he goes like oh and he was telling me there's like a couple uh, classes we can take together i was like no no i want to fight it was like oh then that's not me and he calling bob crazy bob hey bob i got someone <laughs> yes, for you and the it was, perfect person for you to yeah, talk and to. i think at that time was fitch Fitch in the ring, you know the room with the old ring. Fitch was there with I don't remember who, but I was, I was like, oh. and I didn't know AKA. I just walked in, I looked for a gym in San Jose. I moved from uh, from San Diego, <clears throat> and uh, and all of a sudden I saw like, oh, I see a lot of familiar faces here. And um, Bob goes like, uh, what's your record? And uh, I think I was four or five. Oh, I don't remember. Where I was and I tell him I was like, okay, uh, it was Monday. I was like come Wednesday for sparring, bring your gear with you. I was like, okay. I come on Wednesday, kind of was like, uh, why don't you uh, get, get in the ring, show us what, what you can do. And I get in the ring with, uh, with Josh Thompson. He was getting ready for <laughs> Melendez. Now I am like in jiu-jitsu shape. I came from Brazil to San Jose, like I didn't <laughs> spar in months. I'm like, okay, getting into the, <laughs> into the ring with Thompson, getting my ass for like two rounds. But I don't quit and I swing the whole time, go crazy, but it was horrible. <laughs> and I, and uh, I think Javier, like I come out and Javier Mendez goes like, um, you have heart. We need to work on your skill, you can stay. It was like, you're not a teammate, but you can train with us. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't think I never become an official teammate. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, did, man. Well, no, no. I? Like I never, like nobody ever. Was like, hey, now oh, you are yeah, a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is you, a progression. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you Get find yourself.
2: <laughs> well, since you were there so long, yeah. the last four guests we've had on, I guess it's a staple of the show to explain a swick out.
1: That's, swick from out.
2: that's from Luke. That's from Luke. Yeah. Well, I've seen it. You've seen it. No, you haven't seen it. I, yeah, when I was in San Jose, the no, last no, ten. ten se- well, that's. What you haven't seen thing? it like he's seen it. Well, not you,
1: you, back you, in the old days, dude, I was like, I was a savage, dude, and like yeah. he's he seen the road like. You don't crazy know it's man. a
0: real training. If he, if uh, if uh, if Mike don't grab his uh, his back, pick up his head and throw it, then kick his kick it a few times and fuck. <laughs> And curse everything, and run through the back room.
1: I didn't damage anything, and I didn't. No, get no, never. He, he used to grab like his gloves and throw it, and like get. He I was would, so I emotional, throw, like a frustration, or, and yeah, because I want to keep fighting, and like yeah. and Hob would pull me out of the ring before I'd want to quit. Like no, I, not I, I even I wanna, that. Get, like, I want to like, get the best of, of like whoever I fight, <laughs> and if I'm if someone's beating me and then Hov makes me stop sparring, that pisses me off. You know these are teammates and like, no, I get it, but I want to beat him up. And like that no, that's, that's just the, the mentality I had. Yeah, yeah, so even if he done sparring, but he just, it didn't
0: perform the way he wanted, to, he would go crazy, throw his, his stuff, kick everything, go to the back room, come after a few minutes. And like, they, we always had a team meeting. He was like, oh, I want to apologize, I'm <laughs> always <Apologize. laughs> out of place every week at least once <laughs> that happened for years yeah now yeah, mean, you said about the mentality we had like people getting flat every at least once a month with someone would getting ko'd
1: yeah it was like, tough man it was like a i mean it was i mean i know what the lion's den was like the lion's den but this was kind of like a lion's den you know for the fact that uh yeah we, we trained spar- hard, man. It was a spar- bunch of lines, and we went in there and we just we fought hard and like nobody wanted to lose a round. Nope. And for me, at the time, especially at that time, uh, I was in the UFC and and I was top ranked with uh, Koscheck and with Fitch. So it, at one point, the top we were all top five. It was me, Fitch, Koscheck, and even Jake Shields. Yeah, and we all trained together, so we had rounds together, and so we were all trying to prove we were the best, or that we could get the best of each other and so it was tough and jake shields was my worst he was the the, my nemesis of like just holding me down like he would get me to the ground and especially with gear on forget it man it was like so hard to get up and i get so pissed and then i get up and want to do another round and hove would be like no you're done i'm like no i want to and i would just sit in the ring man like like sakuraba when he fought in ufc (laughs) and like remember remember when sakuraba stayed in the ring he wouldn't leave the ring until they made him fight again um he wouldn't leave because he wanted to continue on and they and they brought the guy and fought i think but uh yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to feel like I, I did what I was supposed to do with every single day. And, and that was that drive that kind of like pushed me to my limit.
0: It was one time. Oh, boy. I have tell him like, uh, okay, you need to, you're done, get out. And Swig standing in the ring and like, Neo, come, let's spar one more. And have got look at me, I was like, nope. And I'm like, uh, I look at Sweet, I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's like, come here, let's spar. And Hav, like, no, Nio, don't go there. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Tell me what to do.
2: <laughs> well, I've seen Hav yell at you and kick you out of the gym. Yeah, he, didn't, he, never, a, he, he never yelled at me in, like, a mean well, way. Not, but yeah. You know what I mean. He, he, out of, like, for just out of love, of, he would kick me out of the gym. Trying, and then there was the Baroni. to save you from yourself. And, well, and yeah, there's the
1: Baroni things, too. So I'd, like, you and yeah. Baroni, too, and like, other people. We'd have those instances with Matt Major and Baroni. And like we had a lot of people oh, that I were had just, One
0: time, me and Baroni, wow, that was funny. So I so it already is. I won I won the world uh, the jiu-jitsu championship in 2010. Now I came back and Bruno just gave me shit all the time. He was like, "Hey, that's bullshit. That's not really ter- the ter- That's not really the world championship." I was like, "Why not? The real championship in Brazil." I was like, "No, not really. It's, it's here in L.A. in Long Beach." He goes like, "No, that's that's bullshit. You didn't uh, you didn't want anything. You garbage." Just like that all day.
1: And, <laughs> I remember this dude, actually. And,
0: and he, he was sparring and had like really a hard time in sparring. And he coming out of the, the ring and he looked at me and was like, what are you looking at? And I was like, oh, why don't you go for a run? And he just lost it. He like sprinted at me. And I was like, bring it, bitch. like, no, yeah. ready to fight. And then you and DC jumped on him, like, holding him. I'm like, no, no. I was like, and I'm, like, standing there, come on. What are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to kill you. And both of you, like, and it was, like, 185, uh, running, like, giant, uh, old muscles. Oh. <laughs> that was funny.
1: There's been a lot of street fights at the gym. And people asked in previous episodes, like, what's a street fight in a gym? It, it, it's obviously, a, you know, you're sparring. Oh. No, there's been street fights at the gym. I'm, I've seen Mike Kyle punch Daniel Pewter, and we had to break it up. I I've see, I've, me and Koshek actually held Mike Kyle off of uh, Josh Thompson. <laughs> I and, remember that. remember that? Yeah. Josh Thompson comes out and picks a fight with uh, Mike Kyle. and Heavyweight. It, <laughs> a heavyweight. And Josh Thompson has full on 16 ounce gloves on <laughs> and finished sparring. So he was tired from sparring, and he had gloves on. Meanwhile, Mike Kyle was fresh, no gloves, and picked a fight with him. And I was just like, oh, my God. Good thinking. A, he's a heavyweight. B, he has no gloves on. C, he's not even tired. So then they went at it. I mean, they were going at it, like, hard. And so me and Kashik were doing everything we could to pull him off of Thompson. <laughs> and Kyle was like, you know, I'm going to give it to you guys next or whatever. And we're just like, well, fuck, what do you want us to do? Give it to us. But we're not going to let you beat up fucking yeah. Thompson. You know, we got to stop this fucking from well, happening. Thompson's never shot up the whole time no I mean they just went at it man so, but that's what happens when you got so many Discussive. so many tough guys dude in one place man
0: yeah and not only that how many times we had people that just hit to uh, wanted to fight and just look like, no problem go into the ring yeah we had a few times like I, I had a few times I was uh, me and Thompson going to the into the ring into the cage and me and Thompson, I sparred Thompson for every fight he had. I was his, his, if not the major sparring partner, but one, one of day, his main
1: sparring, yeah.
0: And we were trying to kill each other. Yeah, like, of course. Like crazy, kill each other. And people always said, oh, you're trying too hard. But I fight because I love fighting. And to me going to AKA, I was fighting every day. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like... Our wrestling was fighting. Yeah. It was crazy. Our grappling was fighting. Our sparring was insane. Was I was just having fun. You know, that's why I was fighting.
1: Yeah. But yeah, and like how many, how many fighters came to AKA to train and, and stayed there for like a day or two? I'm talking like top level fighters. Like I don't want to say names, but I'm talking like UFC level fighters that were like, you I'm coming to AKA because that's the best training. That's the best guys. We've been hearing so much about this camp. These guys are savages. And they come in with, like, bags, like, to stay for, like, their whole camp and, like, you know, for months. And, like, two days later, they're like, yeah, I got to get back home, you know, got something going on. And they're gone, bro. So many people came and left.
0: How many people you saw <clears throat> coming to spar with, uh, with Kane, like, came to, to, oh. came to A.K.A. and nobody <laughs> knew Kane, coming spar with Kane. And after a round or two. One day made, for them. Made them look so ridiculous, yeah. like, crazy ridiculous, and they just leave. I saw him one time getting mad and throwing someone out of the ring. Yeah. (laughs) You remember that one? Wait, what was it? At the old, uh, the old One time he picked up and threw someone out of the ring.
1: No, I didn't see that. (laughs) I believe it. Kane was a savage. And like with Kane, his cardio is so good. No heavyweight can keep up. So what we do at AK is um, we switch guys every round. Because obviously when you fight, you fight the same guy. So it builds your confidence in the fact that when you go and actually perform, you're fighting one guy, three rounds maybe, and that's it. But in the sparring session, you know you're going 25 minutes or 20 minutes or 15 minutes of hard sparring, no matter what. You can get an armbar. You could possibly knock somebody out, you're still gonna go because every out, round they they're gonna put someone. somebody else in there. So it's like, it sucks, bro, because you go in there with that stomach because you just know you're it's gonna fight. get, That's you're gonna, gonna you're it's a fight and you're gonna get pushed to your max no matter how well you do, no matter how good you perform, no matter how good a shape you're in. And we would have fresh guys every round, and Kane was one of the few people that, like, no heavyweights could even stay five minutes. Like, they couldn't even last one round they to get a new people, fresh guy for round two. Two
0: people for a round.
1: So we'd switch two guys and with came. So we'd have we'd have one guy go two and a half we minutes. ten dudes. Yeah. yeah we'd have, we'd round, have two and a half minutes each, and they would go full on because they only had to go two and a half minutes, they're, right? Yeah, they're doing two and a half
0: minutes, resting for like ten minutes, coming well,
2: see, in. I remember when he was in, like when he first started the Ultimate Fighter and he was AKA and all that stuff, he would tell me, you know, you got to watch out for this guy, this guy. I was, You know, I was kind of new to the sport, you know, since he joined it. But he's like yeah we've got a guy at the guy uh a guy at the gym named kane velasquez he goes nobody will fight him nobody can beat him he's like you haven't heard of him yet blah blah blah. you know this
1: was what 2004 or five i mean yeah. when he first came in but we, yeah. we knew from the start i mean yeah he just had that that thing about him you see you, you see greatness yeah you know when you, you see can recognize
0: drawing, like, oh okay that he's gonna What's that? he's fighting when next, right? you can dive oh, into a soon, gym right? like
1: aka and then we look back like wow, wow. That means something, right? Because, like, not not, not many people can come to AK, like, the old school AK headquarters and, like, make a name for themselves or or get respect, especially that fast. So when he came in there and, like, got respect that fast, it was like, okay, he's a different guy. This is a different machine right here. Just like DC. You know, DC is a different machine, too. Luke took a little bit longer, but he became his own machine as well. I think Luke uh, had to grow up. Kapib, of course. Had to,
0: like, you know, get a little bit more. He he was, I think, more like a, a kid. Yeah That wanna fight He had to like man up And that's what happened to him I think uh, In the few
1: Well he came from BJJ So he was yeah. a BJJ guy Came in but yeah, but DC, Really good BJJ DC And had to turn into the UFC Or turn into a MMA fighter yeah, From BJJ yeah. And lose a lot of the old habits and, and restructure his game And like Find himself And then like Kind of redo his whole style To make himself who he is today He did Um, all right. These other guys kind of just we formed from the beginning. Like DC, Kane, I mean, they were kind of based. I mean, they had wrestling. But, I mean, as far as MMA goes and BJJ, we kind of formed them as they went from the start. So, Mm -hmm. they just kind of became who they were. But I think
0: DC already came with a lot of experience in competition. Absolutely. And he was already a grown man. Yeah. Kane already had that mentality and, uh, you know, working hard and stuff. And he also, you know, didn't grow up in California. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, and I think you know Thompson's the same. Com didn't grow up in California. Ready to fight in the streets, and I think he the only guy that really had to. Dean had that that strong uh, wrestling background, and so he had to like really grow up in the gym. Yeah. Like mature.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Thompson was one of the only guys that was at AK before me that's still there, still next there. to Javier and Bob. Wow. As far as the fighters. Yeah. We, had, we had Bobby Southworth back then. We had Trevor coming in from um, Pringley. Yeah, and we had uh, Paul Buenitello and those guys coming back and forth. But on the, the staple team, we had Josh Thompson, Pat Minahan, who's, who's since moved on. But Thompson's been like the longest longest member, I guess. Because we all started out with uh, Team Shamrock, with Frank. And then Frank was the leader of the team. He was in the UFC.
0: They used to go at it all the time.
1: Frank yeah him and Thompson didn't get along at all and me and Frank were okay until the end until he left then then we had our bitter when I got in the UFC is when me and Frank kind of butted heads and we had our thing and then Dana got we involved Twitter war we had our wars with me and Dana and Twitter or me and Dana and, and Frank but we've cleared all that since then but uh it was team shamrock when I actually first came to aka so that was the name of the team and then uh Frank left. They, they split from Hav and, and from Bob. And then the only person that went with him, I think, was uh, Brian Ebersole. Everybody else stayed. And we were all just sitting there. Like, our big star left. You know, our, our five-time UFC champion left. We're just a bunch of nobodies. Thompson was one of the most famous guys on the team. He had fought in a bunch of shows, like, uh, out in Hawaii and, and some big shows. Paul to fought a couple. Um, so we're just like, I guess we'll call it Team A.K.A. And we just started grinding and, and trying to work our way up. And to go from that... Like like remembering that time when Frank left, and we were just sitting there alone, like you know with with a bunch of guys that didn't really have names to see what the team became now, or as in your case you've you've moved on, but like to see what the guys that were there at that time have done since and are doing now, you know whether they're with AK or not, you know, Luke's still training in, or, or just started training in Florida. But just see all those guys and what they're doing now, it's like, fuck, man, we had a fucking team of savages, how, dude. How long was like, like BJ Penn there? I know uh, Rumble Johnson was there. BJ came that. when I first came, right? When I first came there, he was with Team Shamrock. So when Shamrock was there, in fact, I think he was there, he was there before AK. He was there just when Shamrock was there. I bet nobody knows that. And he, he, came to, he came to American Kickboxing Academy and he got his UFC contract because it was BJJ. He was a black belt, won the, the, the world championships and everything. And so that's why he got in the not UFC. World <laughs> not the one from California. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. one in Brazil, it's the real uh, one. The real one. Not the one you won. So then uh, <laughs> he, he won the, the worlds or whatever. And then he, he got his contract in the UFC. He came to AK for every single fight for his first four fights or whatever it was. And then he won all those fights by knockout. So it was incredible, and it was a cool testament to us because we were a striking gym, even though we had a lot of predominant grappling guys. Um, he won all those fights by knockout and by just sheer – because he fought just like we did. He jumped in there, and he was part of the whole Savage crew. Yeah. And then he fought all the way through to Jen's pulver and then, and then moved on after that. He had lost that fight and then moved on. And then that's, I think, we had the split, and then we, we broke up. A, and then we Rumble Johnson, BK. too. I know he was there for a little bit. Rumble Johnson he came in,
0: in – uh, he was in San Jose, so he used to come in. Yeah, he would somewhere.
1: come in and just spar and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like he came in as a, he came as people. a he came in as a welterweight that was fifty pounds over, believe it or not. Always. He was like two twenty. Well, he was always two sixty. And he was, at at, he was fighting. He was fighting at welterweight, and, and and I don't know if it was even UFC at that time, but he was training with us. And like, I was like, God, this dude is huge, man. And he didn't grapple. He didn't want to grapple too much at that time, but he loved sparring, and he was fast, and. And I'll be honest, like as I was coming up, and he was in the welterweight division, and I was, and Koscheck and all that, he was one of the ones I was, you know, even though we we had trained together, and I knew I had him, I felt like I had him on the ground. His striking and and speed and and athleticism was so strong. He was one that I had my eye on that, like I was, I was kind of worried about. <laughs> you know, he was one of the ones that, like I was, I was kind of worried about if I ever had to fight him. It was going to be a tough one. And then he moved on to like every other weight class in the division and fought every <laughs> literally, <other>. yeah, <laughs> he literally. He literally fought everyone. The
2: two scariest guys I thought you were going to fight would be Rumble. And Tiago. And, yeah, you know how yeah. Tiago Alves, right? The and I was, I was so close. Dana came not to Thiago. me. Not Tiago. Not Silver, right? No, Tiago Alves. No, not Paulo Tiago. Yeah, I, okay, f- I yeah. fought Thiago. Paulo Tiago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: that went great. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm not good with Tiago, so I'm glad I kept it down to one. But I remember I won a fight in the UFC, and Dana came to my locker room. And that's the worst time to get a new fight is right after another fight. It could be the best time, depending on how you look at it. But when you're when you're like me and you're training so hard, like you saw how hard we train for a fight, and your whole mindset, everything you do is for that fight. When you have a date, your mind can't be anywhere else. Like you're on that date, your food, your diet, your training, everything is on that date. You're counting the days till till your fight. You me like <clears throat> when they get like a month, you're before. crazy about that date, you know.
0: In a fight camp. My wife, you know, doing pills, doing everything. I yeah. can't deal with anything. I,
1: you're, you're just completely overwhelmed with that date. So the worst time to get into the fight is in the locker room when you just want to fight. Because you want that week at least. At least mm-hmm. that one week to just forget about fighting, mm-hmm. party, drink a little bit, eat some good food. I would always go on a binge. At, like before my fight, the last thing I did before I'd go to uh, Vegas or wherever, I'd go to the store. And I would just buy all this shit. Like all these like <laughs> brownies and like, like garbage food. It's a must. Dude, I'd filled a cart full 50, 60, 70, 80 dollars worth of shit, just complete garbage. And I'd stock the That's house. The so, hunger. Yeah. So that when I came back meeting. from the fight, I was going to just sit down and just binge for like a week. Like I'd buy all the stuff I couldn't have for like three months. So I was in the, in the back locker room, and Danny came in there and he's like, I just won a big fight. I forgot who it was. It was my welterweight career. So I'd, one of those fights I won, I guess maybe Saunders or, or maybe it was uh, Marcus, but whatever. They wanted me to fight Chuck um, uh, Walvis. So he came and He's like, Swick, we got you a fight. Tiago Alves, here's the date, get ready for it. Oh.
2: Nice. And I, I remember
1: thinking like I was excited cause it was Tiago Alves, but I was like really injured getting to that fight. Cause you know me at welterweight. Yeah. I was frail, dude, I was like dying. I couldn't eat, I was sick. So like each fight was like, it was a miracle for me to get to a fight. And then if I won the fight, it was like, oh, how'd I do that? Like, how did I possibly go through camp and win a fight? And then here, here Dana is like, I got you another fight. The scariest dude in the division and it's going to be it's going to be man. in 2 2 months there's no relax and i'm already really. skinny so like i have to get big again to get skinny again cuz if i go from skinny to skinny i'm just going to like i would literally survive the fight camp i didn't make the fight but like i would have literally been at like i'd have been walking at like 165 had i went had i started right back in fight camp yeah. for that fight and it never happened so but yeah i wouldn't have mind fighting him because of costech how i did with costech in the gym because of the yeah. reach and the length <clears throat> it would have been an okay fight for me to be honest i would have I felt comfortable in that fight
0: Fitch fought him twice, I think. Yeah.
2: What about when you called out uh, Anderson Silva?
1: I called out Anderson Silva after he knocked out Rich Franklin. At the press conference, no less. And Dana said... (laughs) (laughs) said, Calm the fuck down. Because you know Bob Cook, right? Bob Cook's like... I was like 4-0, 5-0 as a middleweight. And Bob Cook's like, call him out. Yeah, I'm like I'm like all shy. <laughs> I'm trying to be the good guy, right? I'm not trying to be like the Chael Sonnen of, of UFC at this time. I'm just so happy to be there, and I'm 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 on a five fight win streak, and I'm like doing good. Especially you don't want that
0: the extra pressure yeah, you're and so
1: Yeah, but and, hey, to and be Anderson fair, still hold on, hold someone on, just hold smashed on, out fair. Chris
2: Liebman, smashed stop, out
1: yeah. uh, Rich Franklin. To
2: be fair, what was he three and 0? I mean, yes, Chris two and, 0 and only. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, but still, he was scary. No, but but like, so, I did want to
1: fight him. I did want to fight him, no doubt, because that was a big fight. And Bob was like, call him out, call him out, call him out. So. He was on the podium or something. You and they, still can. They were doing the press conference, and uh, they're like, "Who's the next fight for Anderson Silva?" Blah, blah blah. And I was like, "Right here." I was like, "I'm the next fight." Wow. Yeah, it was wow. one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> here. Yep. Right awesome. here. This one. And then Dana was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're definitely up there, Swick. You know." He's like, you're, "You're gonna get the fight. We need you to get one more fight." You know, Travis Luter was coming up for the next fight. Fuck. He goes, "You get one more fight, and then we'll have you fight Anderson. So you're you're definitely there, but not next." And that's when I fought know Okami. Loss of decision and fucking bye-bye Anderson yeah. and Silva. Which could have been a good thing. Yeah. I, mean, I can still talk right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> a, a bad yeah. fight with Anderson Silva, I might not be sitting here putting my words together. So it's like, eh, maybe it worked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he was uh,
1: he was all right back then. Huh? Yeah. He was pretty decent. Oh eight oh nine, And then he went from that to just smashing out every other person yeah. since then. What are you, 13 and 0? <laughs> it's like every fight he won from then, because I dropped to welterweight, and so he was middleweight, obviously. Every fight after that, it was just like...
0: But even in his
1: first one, how he knocked out Lieben with a jab. Yeah, that was brutal, yeah.
0: That was pretty, Uh, nobody knocking out Lieben. Yeah. And he did it with a jab, I think.
1: Well, he did it with like a, a four punches or something. It all landed. I mean, it was like yeah. 100% well, accuracy in that, on that fight. Bomb, bomb. <laughs> he <laughs> landed <laughs> like...
0: S- you know, Robert Follis. he told me, he was his coach. He told me <laughs> that not. that he... uh They... Push that fight and trying to, like, not fight Silva, no matter what. Oh, really? They didn't want to yeah. fight him? Oh, they didn't want to fight him. They knew it's, like... Because we know Lieben didn't want to
1: fight me for a while. There it was a big argument, but... <laughs>
0: so, yeah, so they didn't oh. want to fight Silva until they, like, they UFC forced him. Like, either that or nothing. So they fought no. Silva.
1: <laughs> he was a beast, man. And, dude, in his prime, he was pound for pound one of the best, buddy. Hey, he you was. know, say
2: what you will. I know sometimes whenever you talk, you're like, well, I've never been a champion, but, you know... But don't sell yourself short, dude. You literally—how many other people can say they were one fight away from George Saint Pierre
1: and Anderson Silva? But still, one fight away. Who gives a shit, dude? That's still a long ways, bro. Still though, man. That's a uh, long fun. ways. It man. was fun, man. And like I said, you know, it it's part of the fun. It was fun. And, and the thing about it is, like my last fight, you know, it was, it was fun. I had a good time. I went out there. It was a good crowd. I had a, fighting for me was fun, man. Yeah. It wasn't like I, ne- I I never, I never set out to make fighting my job. I never set out to be a lifelong fighter. I never set out to like. I love it and it's my 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 life and it has to be to be a fighter but it's like I always imagine progressing from fighting. I wanted to use fighting and be the best that I could, be 100% a fighter for a certain amount of time, stepping stone. And then mm. after that, come back to reality as far as like, you know, put fighting behind me and either have a gym or go into something I else. And
2: the problem with a lot of fighters is they fight till they're 40 three yeah. something like that and then they have nothing and i feel bad for them because they were damn near legends you know and yeah you have the problem is is like a lot
1: of these guys do they make a lot of money and so you get these guys that are making a lot of money and they sport. don't want to quit yeah, it's almost even job. i have a six figure, or six-figure contract with the ufc right now so i'm passing up a lot of money to go back but i know that if i go back and lose my other businesses or or you know things that i have set up Overall, I'm gonna hey, lose out.
2: I got you here, man. If you want to fight one more time.
1: <laughs> no, sorry. But buddy
2: <laughs> But I will corner you, I want that free Reebok shit.
1: No matter how much money you make in a fight, I mean, unless you're like GSP or unless you're like these main guys, like you're you know, these these top level guys, dude, that money goes. It goes fast. You gotta have business. You gotta have stuff that's gonna keep the money revolving in month after month after month for the rest of your life. And you gotta set those things up, man. Because I think you did it right, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, that money ends. Like when I went nine hundred and ten days without fighting. Before UFC on Fox 4, buddy, it ended. Boom, sponsors ended. Yeah, money ended. Everything just what like you came do to a now? crashing nothing, dude. Yeah. And that's when I took my money and started investing in business because I'm like, dude, if this happens again, I need some income coming in. You know, I need something that's gonna last forever, because, it, I mean, and you think you're rich, you know, you start making good money. But it goes fast, dude. Yeah, Taxes, kids. managers, kids, yeah. family, it goes fast no Merchant matter how friends. much you make. How many football players have we seen and, and other sports oh, athletes shit, that make millions and millions of dollars, and then five years later, they have Houston's nothing?
2: Houston's a good mech of athletes. And I mean, I've seen them go from, I mean, up there. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to mention your names because then they'll yeah. figure it out, but to, it's tough to watch, man. Yeah. Cause, I mean, literally, it's it's sad. I mean, yeah. It's just poor, poor money management. And, you know, you give a twenty-two-year-old like, or when twenty-five, whenever you got all or started.
0: Yeah, but I think a lot of times it's not like that. Like, <clears throat> especially fighters, you can't go there without a hundred percent believing yourself that you're gonna be the next champion. Right. So when they get that, uh, the checks at the beginning, they're like, "Ah, oh, this is nothing. I'm gonna get more." I'm right. Gonna get. Absolutely, hundred percent. They lose and they don't get more. they start yep. getting less. less or no or fighting nothing. anymore, and yep. they're like, "Oh shit, well, like, I just." invested like five, ten years, whatever, and I got no income now. Now Absolutely. you have to sell in, in, you know.
2: Well, see, Mike did, uh, what's weird, I, guess, I don't know how many can relate, I guess a lot now, whatever, but you went through the transition where, I mean, you had 14 patches all over your shit when you fought. Yeah, but you can't have it anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He went to where, bam, zero. You know, it's uh, Reebok only. And it was what, you got 15 grand, 12 grand? I don't more. even know. No. No. And, uh, Sorry, I shouldn't have said the right amount, but anyway. Yeah, I don't whatever. think it was. Like it was maybe, less than that. Yeah. But still, to go from all
1: that to that, you know. Yeah, dude, in, in the prime, we were getting $60,000... Uh, for sponsors Didn't for fight. you get a fight. forty
2: grand to wear a shirt? No, <laughs>
1: fifteen from from uh, I don't want to say the sponsor, but yeah. for the shirt and it was sixty grand for three of my fights. F- it was between fifty-five and sixty-five for just sponsors alone, and that was in the heyday. That was like when yeah. the economy was at the, the best, and then it dropped off completely. So on. even when we had sponsors, it dropped off because just sponsors to wear
2: were- a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, and that's, it dropped off, and then the sponsors ended. So yeah. at the time that sponsors ended in the Reebok? UFC, it was at the lowest, huh? Did you fight with Reebok deal? I fought on the very first Reebok card, UFC 189.
0: So yeah, so I fought, I think the one before that. Yeah, the last one before. Yeah, yeah. I, I fought on the last card with sponsors, and then uh, I moved from that, and then the next fight, all of a sudden, no sponsors. Yeah, and you get, I got twenty-five hundred dollars from uh, for Reebok, yeah. and you know. All of a sudden, that's what I get. But you get those
1: cool shirts with your name on it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I give them all away. I took the whole every everything, the whole uh, package. out. I gave it to everybody. Yeah, I gave did it way you stick it stuff.
2: out with it? Just throw it in the stand. <laughs> I, I don't
1: know. I didn't throw <laughs> my bag. I don't know what you keep saying throw my bag. I, I threw my you, gloves. Come on, man. I've I seen you, my I threw my bag. But like Hob said, like Hofstad, said, I see when never I put broke anything. On Ooh. No, like Hob said, I never broke anything. I was very careful when I threw my tantrums. <laughs> I never hurt anyone and I never broke anything. So one time he hits other people with like
0: the glove, his glove, sixteen hours gloves, and he kicked it and he hit someone and he yeah. ran straight. I don't remember who it was like apologize, and yeah, then I run to the back room, calm down and after a few minutes come back.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, I will say, Mike, you were really good at
2: apologizing.
1: Yeah. You you're Hobb used to get mad at me because I would like do something wrong during mitts and I'd always apologize. He's like Stop apologizing. You just really do, do apologize more than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, he, he, said when you're, he said even, that. He said that. Because I would do something so, wrong, and I'm like, oh, buddy, sorry, sorry, I'll sorry. He's you. like, dude, just stop apologizing. Just do the like, minutes.
2: No lie. I'll fuck up at work. You know? And, like, I thought I was going to get it today for messing up that video, by the way. But we'll get into that. So, like, he'll give you shit, and then immediately apologize. Even when I did fuck up, and I kind of deserve to get yelled at a little bit, mm-hmm. and he'll still
1: with me like, man, hey, man. You know? Sorry, buddy. But I sometimes lose I lose my shit too yeah. much <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Dude, the amount of stress here, bro... In business is and the people we've dealt with here, oh, it's man. an all-time high, dude. Sometimes it's worse. That? It's worse than like swicking out in, at the old AK dude. Hold on, I gotta
2: say, it's like you and a running taxi a business for forty people.
1: Oh man, so I guess <laughs> what do you say? Wait, what do you say? It's, it's like taxi. him
2: in a taxi in Thailand. Hold, oh, on, hold on, hold on, let me start. So. Let me start. Let me start hold on, Let's hold on. tell this story. We got. We have but yeah, minutes. we got a little time. Hold on. I've been in Thailand for what four years, and it's pretty well documented on this series that I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not a saint here in this country. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But I've never been kicked out of a taxi. In my life, so, let so me let's get set it. this let's up real wait. fast. So we, I took, we so took so you I out. Took
0: two taxis. <laughs> in, let's, set it, let's set it up first. <laughs> I took two taxis in Thailand since I got here. I got kicked out twice.
1: Huh. No idea why. So we <laughs> went out. We went out first. We want to show you uh, the, the nice area, not nice area, but the, the busy area of Thailand. We went to one of our favorite places and uh, we got set up and everything was good. Oh, Restaurant. Right. And uh, I left early because I was tired. You guys were doing good. And then what happened after that? Because all you so had to he- do was get a taxi and come home. That, that was it. So Super easy. That's what I. And I've the been one doing night, Pachette didn't years. come. In three years, this is the only time Pachette hasn't driven us. He drives us everywhere, and and he missed the call. He was asleep, and so we had to take taxis. So, you guys were supposed to get in a taxi and come back, and then.
0: No. First of all, you <laughs> left
1: without saying anything. I was tired, man. With my keys. <laughs> i didn't know i had your keys with the hotel keys i drove i drove so, us there yeah, yeah and the keys were in my car so it's not like i took your keys no 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 but they
0: gave me like a giant key I, so I'll, i'm not getting into the cloud with this key a I'm license plate the with car. a key yeah, you it. know it's you can picky.
1: take the key ring and take that off no
0: you can't it was like a, a metal you i couldn't take it off i tried i tried to break it couldn't yeah. you could take I, it and Mike can do
2: it yeah yeah I, we could do it
0: i, I had to live in the car and then you drove without it and i'm trying to talk to him but he's in a different dimension. I'm like, hey, let's go. And it was like, yeah, let's go. Well,
1: well, was, let's oh. get into that. What dimension was uh, <laughs> well, it? Was in?
2: it was the fact that I woke up at six a.m. That's true. And it was about. No, I don't. I was drinking cough syrup. I don't drink yeah. Sprite. What was that? <laughs> was sprite. That was a lot. Right, no, many shots fairness, later. <laughs> no, not many
1: shots. So we taking a taxi, record, I didn't drink We're taking anything.
0: a taxi back. Somehow I got him out of the. the so uh, was a
1: tuk tuk or an actual taxi? no it it's a tuk-tuk.
2: tuk-tuk it was a tuk-tuk oh you're looking at <laughs> oh i was too drunk you
1: didn't
0: even know we were in no no i, I don't I even I don't know what, what's the difference.
2: tuk-tuk is the uh, the, the club inside a little the, tiny
1: the, disc- <laughs> the discotheque little it's like lawnmower like <laughs> with a, with a walkman in it yeah.
0: yeah so we we're driving there all of a sudden the guy stopped in the middle of the road i want a thousand butt. and he goes like wait what you said 500 yes but you told me it's uh it's closer, so the whole way, Mark keeps telling me, "We're literally hey, three he's, minutes
1: away." He's we don't taking, say where y'all were going.
0: No, so he's taking—he's te- saying for security reasons. Yeah. He's taking the wrong way. I don't know why he's taking this such such a long. He way. took us
2: literally around the entire island, like it was a visa run.
0: And then he just stopped in the middle of nowhere. You give me a thousand baht, or you come off the now.
1: one time. I was like, "When is the last time we took a taxi or a tuk tuk?" I don't, and I've never been kicked out of one. How much long story is, short, how much is a thousand off? baht? 30 bucks.
0: So I told him, fuck you, I'm not giving you shit. We got off. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's fir- probably why things <laughs> went My out. My yeah, first enough. night in town. And, and then he yeah. was like, okay, Mark, let, let's get another taxi. Look around. There is not even nah. nothing. No, nah, there's nothing. Not. nothing. He was like, nah. there is no taxis around here. I was like, what's the problem? We're in the middle of nowhere. So we start walking. All of a sudden, I see a car. I step in the middle of the road, waving. It's a taxi. Stop. <laughs> we're jumping in. <laughs> He jumped in. How much you want? Five hundred baht, which is a thousand baht, and we just made it home. with the yeah. first one.
2: I even offered the guy. I was like, "Look, I will give you another five hundred. You just take us home. That's it. You will double your money if you just take us three more minutes." We had to walk thirteen to get to that. Other th- anyway, long story short,
1: we got. I didn't, get, I didn't pay him a thousand baht. I don't care. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. I did. <laughs> I did. You don't mess with Thai people here. <laughs> All right. So your experience. Uh, about ties in Thailand. Overall, being here in the land of smiles, how has that been? So, <clears throat> I
0: you're... told you, I I came here from like Brazil. Brazil, yeah. when you gringo, you know, and start, there's like you don't go some places at night. You don't yeah. show, you know, your phone and stuff like that. And you don't have it here. And the people are friendly. Yeah. Like everybody speaks English, somehow or understand when you go into shops. I didn't have to know to learn any Thai. I don't know any Thai uh, words. In Brazil, I had to learn Portuguese because otherwise you can't communicate. Yeah, right. And here, people are really nice. Like wherever you go, I just travel on, on the scooter all over the island. Yeah, I love it here. Like The vibe you get from people is very friendly. They want your money, so they, they invite you for their, the, the businesses and stuff like yeah. that. Overall, I had a lot of fun. I had good time and I came here to start my camp you know, get into shape here and and I love it. It's cool. Might have to talk a little
1: closer to the mic. Look at me looking out for you uh, listeners at home on yeah. the audio platforms. Oh, we're um, getting a lot of hate about the audio. We're doing it ourselves. Hey, hey guys, again, we are here doing it Because we want to get these episodes out and and do more. We're in here by ourselves. We have no sound guy. We have no video guy. Yeah, we put this
2: together in our third room, guys. It's not like we're in Hollywood Studio 6. These last two episodes,
1: the the, the one before this and this one, we've done completely by ourselves. Um, But I do want to say, going back to Brazil, there's a lot of talk about how dangerous it is and all that. But I will say how you can beat the danger is just wear shorts and a tank top like it's not dangerous because people want to just cause crime and like kill you. It's dangerous for opportunity. It's dangerous because people want to make money. They don't have money for food. They want to steal what you have so they can sell it and stuff like that. So if you're not walking around with like big cameras and like things like bags, things like that, no one's going to mess with you. Dude, When I was in in Copacabana and I was in Brazil, uh, Ipanema and all that, I'd walk around with shorts and a tank top. All day, all night. Nobody ever messed with me. You wore a yeah, shirt, same. I was and flip flops. Like if you look, if you look like you have nothing to steal, no one—they're they're friendly. Oh, no so no one's going to me no yeah, mess with you. No one's going to mess with you. Just don't be. So, so your don't your be afraid 11. to go to Brazil. I mean, it's a great place, and and it's safe to an extent, but it's very very dangerous to another extent. Like you know, if you go to the wrong area, if you go to the favelas and you're not with yeah. Ricardo and, not and, with and, and and the guys that can get you in there and and. Man, when you go in there and you see those guys with, like, headsets. And guns. That's scary. Because those are, like, the bosses and, the, and or the, the main guys there. Because, like, <laughs> there's no cops in the favelas, right? So yeah. as you're walking through, you're, like, I was, like, I was, like, 45 minutes deep into this favela. Like, oh, deep. You like You see all the the, the gangsters all day. The yeah, gangsters. there's there's no running out. Like, you, it, it's just straight. You're in there. You're screwed. You, you've already jumped out of the plane. Like, you hope your shoot opens, right? So I'm, like, 45 minutes in. And he goes playing, like, a, a joke on me because he, he knew one of the guys that, like, knew I was coming in. So he, like, stared me down. And he <laughs> oh, had, like, hilarious. H- how you know who the guys are that are the dangerous guys? They have headsets and they have walkie-talkies. Head, like, and they have guns, but you may or may oh, not like can see them. Bluetooth shit? Or no, they like, have walkie-talkies because they communicate with each other. Like, like, the regular people in the favela don't have walkie-talkies and they're talking to anybody, right? Yeah. These guys have walkie-talkies, earpieces, and, and they're strolling around the favelas. And they mostly have guns, you can see, but sometimes they don't. And as we're walking by, uh, Hiko came in or he had this guy that came up to me and was like staring me down and like he was mean mugging me. I was scared as shit. Even with Hiko, I was scared as shit, dude. And I just kept walking and like fuck fighting, dude, in UFC. That doesn't mean shit when you're in a favela at like 6 p.m. and like it's getting night and like, you know, you got guys with like guns and like you're completely out of your element, dude. So, you know, you can't do shit if they decide to just take you down. And we walked by, and I'm like, because he, he said something as we walked by. He was staring at me, and uh, I was like, "Man, what did he say?" He's like, "Man, he said uh, you look like a fighter because your ears." And he he said he he bet, he, he bet that he could kick your ass right here. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, "Shit!" So I kept like turning around, but I didn't want to look. At, he's like, "Man, I'm just kidding." It was like, like five minutes later. We're we're walking, <laughs> and I'm like walking on ice the whole time. And he's <laughs> like, "I'm I'm just kidding, man. That's my buddy. I told him you were coming, you're a UFC fighter, and he just wanted to to fool you or something." But he never. He never broke character. He never turned around and said, hey, ha ha, you know, nice to meet you. Nothing. He just kept going. So, my first time. I was fucking scared, bro. <laughs> I was my so first scared.
0: Time, man, I'm being a tourist. I'm going, I'm taking pictures and stuff. All of a sudden, too. <laughs> they <and> two- <laughs> love that. They love that. <laughs> yeah. Two people on a scooter coming to me, you know, they're coming down the hill, and the guy in the back had a rifle on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And they're coming in, and, and I was new. I think I was only like, like a, maybe two weeks. Three weeks in uh, in Brazil, I don't speak any Portuguese.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, and he started like talking to me, and everybody thought in Brazil that I'm Brazilian. I yeah. look at my friend, and he goes like, "No photo." I was like, "No photos in, <laughs> no. in my <laughs> pocket." I apologize.
1: Yeah, <laughs> another crazy thing about Brazil is it's hard to like identify Brazilians. Yeah. Because they're very diverse.
0: Yeah, they They, they look like everything. And they're blonde women? They're blonde,
1: they're brown, yeah. they're like, you can't pick Black, a Brazilian. You know what I mean? Indians, like, a lot of them. Yeah.
0: you know, like native, uh, Luke, like native... Yeah, uh,
1: you can't pick... I mean, they're all Brazilian. Most, most of Brazil, when you're in there hanging out the areas, are all Brazilians, but like... So they all look different. Where'd so go, you, you always think you're going to go talk or, to somebody that's w- from, like... I was like.
0: in Rio de Janeiro. But yeah, but you with that necklace will pass as Brazilian, yeah. The what? The necklace. The necklace, they yeah, yeah, yeah. love
1: that, yeah. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you, you think you're going to talk to somebody or walk up to somebody that's, like, from Europe or from America or something. That's where I met my wife. And you walk up, and they're not they're Brazilian. You're just like, what? I met oh, my yeah? wife in Brazil.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. They They thought we me and my friends they thought we're brazilian so they're like oh maybe you can show us around oh, like, well, we don't we don't know portuguese we don't know shit."
2: yeah <laughs> so your wife's brazilian no You're, he's american ocean oh, vacation
0: in san jose yeah ah. that's how i end up in
1: san jose so let's talk about like let's change subject real quick just real fast before we wrap this up um because we're the worst at wrapping up shows yeah and then, guys if you wonder why i keep looking back over here i'm checking the the camera make sure it's on checking our audio stuff because again we Boom. don't have our guys that are usually in here because we're just doing this. We've had a crazy long day today you should at AK Thailand. a team Thailand. of
2: 12 that help us out.
1: Maybe not that many, but right, we, we put a long day in at AK Thailand today. We're doing the recreation area with the basketball court. The bulldozer was in there today, like, clearing the area out, which is exciting, and, and we're going to build this whole court and all that. So we had a really long day. Neil's about to I leave. Fight. That's it. So we wanted to make sure and get this done today, and so we were just – we had to get it done, so we just came in here and did it. So I'm like looking around, paranoid, making sure everything's good, so we don't waste our time. Um, but getting back um, onto a different subject, what about Khabib versus Ferguson? What is your thoughts on that? Ooh, that that's interesting. And so, Khabib Connor, if that ever happens. So
0: I had two friends that fought Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cornered against him. I cornered uh, Josh Thompson, well, Thompson yeah. in San Diego. It, yeah, was well, San Diego in 2015 against him. And uh, I helped uh, Kevin Lee train fighting him. He's very weird. He's he's not.
1: <clears throat> you mean because he wears sunglasses inside the building, or that's just douchey? Not oh, weird. okay, oh, yeah. but he's he's weird with. <laughs> I didn't his go own. that far. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just. I, I'm I'm not saying
0: weird. <laughs> I set it up, but I didn't go that. far. Tony's right. gonna be our next guest, so we're gonna have to deal <laughs> like, with this. Uh, like, I
1: guess we'll scratch him off. Yeah. All right, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, I'm not saying weird is a bad thing. Weird yeah. as a fighter it's something that unorthodox. That unorthodox yeah. but it's not unorthodox. He's just straight weird. You know, it is it's hard to get ready for him cuz he's a look that you'll never see from anyone else. Yeah. He's striking his jiu
1: very crafty. Um but Khabib when he grabs but you. Khabib how do you got stop that? that string. That. how strong is he oh my god tell people never, how strong khabib is because we've never got into this before okay so how I, strong is khabib when he I've grabs been you around strong people khabib. My khabib. Whole khabib. Yeah. Khabib. I, I trained
0: i've been around strong people my whole life myself yeah you're yes. next to one yeah <laughs> never i never felt if you lock his hand there is no breaking it
1: no it's no. like brick we're not breaks it's like just stone just
0: i saw him like grap grapple uh, wrestle uh Luke and throw him too, you know, they had he's just so strong. Yeah. I don't even if you see his last fight, he took uh what is his name? Barbosa. Barbosa. He took him a few times down in that he shouldn't in weird ways. Like, I saw the same he thing. like his arm outside and you know and just like slung he him and down. He just yeah. Yeah, and Barbosa is not small or <laughs> weak. Yeah, no. That's how you know he's crazy strong. When you feel and you can't explain that it's Mm-mm. strength you know like when you nobody go to the corner oh he's his cardio is so good oh he's so fast you go to your corner and say motherfucker he's strong yeah. and that thing break you when when you realize that he drag you to the ground and you can't get up that's when you see and he's squid. punching you he's, he's holding you with you. one arm yeah he's holding you with he's holding one
1: your arm. whole body with one <laughs> arm and you can't move and he's punching you in the face how many times did we see barboza get hit in the face just straight punches like, right like, to his face and there's nothing he could do about it. Well, when I'm you fight you a how, bear how fucking when annoying trying. is Khabib, that dude. Khabib,
0: it's not that Khabib's not technical, but it's he's not amazing. That's that's not what you say. Oh, his technique's so good. No. He's bowling people because he's so physically strong. And well, I so don't know. Who, so who do you got then? I don't know because uh because Ferguson really good off his back. But I think I think uh I think Kabib wanted more.
1: Yeah. and he's also another thing about khabib when you grapple with him he has that weird balance where like when he's taking you down he makes you off balance in every position so you never feel like you're in control like like when you clinch up with him you know he's in control from the start till the fat or till the time you hit the ground so the way I there's not a lot you can do about maybe you being bjj black belt but for me it's like that strength he just he he makes you so unbalanced you're uncomfortable right I'm just constantly like, wow, this sucks. You know, it's like I don't feel like I'm in control.
0: But the way I said it, when when I cornered uh, Thompson, Thompson had so many cuts on his head from the elbows. Yeah. He took Ferguson down, and Ferguson had that right. weird. He's crafty. Yeah. And he he had I think like sixty stitches mm. in his in his really? head. Yeah. You can. He had four Mercedes, and that guy. Didn't stop fighting. He got weird elbow, like in the clinch, and got rocked. I think in the second round, and was all cut, blooded, and never, never had a quit in him. Yeah, Thompson just that. Those people that don't have any quit, and he kept fighting Ferguson all the way. But I think that I think that will be his uh, his main weapon against Habib. But Habib also got Thompson that fought him three rounds to help him get ready for him. Yeah. So yeah. I, and, and, and and
1: and Habib's not going to quit either. He's no. like a machine, and so that's one of his strongest assets. Oh, he's not
0: quit because he can't go home, <laughs> right? Why, he come I, from the society of I, everybody's fighters. You can't well, go home if you quit.
2: What are you? I was just say I'm sorry. What about if you? Got who? Uh, Habib versus Connor when that happens? Oh, that's easy fight. Yeah, I
1: want I wanted that to say easy, we know we already know he's going to say. Okay, yeah, I figured.
0: I think Ferguson uh,
1: and
0: and Habib and uh, and Kevin Lee. All we'll will destroy him.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. So the reason, like I said, about Habib being so like, mentally styles. strong, yeah. it's going to make for a decent fight with Tony Ferguson yeah. because they're strong. They're mentally strong, right? So they're going to go to war. It's going to be an interesting fight. Conor, I mean, I love Conor. I love his act, and, and he backs style. it up. The but style. he doesn't have the heart, honestly. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Like, he didn't get choked out by, by Nate Diaz because of technique. Things, yeah. He got choked out, I think, because he gave up. I think he gave that fight up. I think he was getting beat. He was trying to take Nate Diaz down. You know, he was he was going out of he was, out of his, he he was he going out of his comfort zone because he was tired and ready to get out of there. Um, I love the guy, but he doesn't have the the mindset that Habib has, and and in fighting. Or Tony. Or Tony, A- and fighting. That's the, one of the main things. I mean, if you have that that machine mindset, that's that everything. killer drive inside of you, that's going to kill people. It's going to crush people. And I think either one of those guys are going to crush Conor McGregor. But yeah, I, I think Connor will fight him, and I think Connor will believe he's going to beat him. And I think Connor's going to put on the best show Connor can put on, and hats off to him. He'll build the fight, but he won't beat him. That, but, I, I'll, I'll say it on I the record. I think Connor, he got that shotgun left hand. But and he does have a hard left hand. Yes, for sure. He does.
0: But I think that's his only weapon
1: against. But how many those times guys. did he hit Floyd with that? Floyd, I mean, yeah, 40 ounce we, gloves. We've, but we've seen Floyd get rocked. I mean, he boxing didn't hurt sucks, Floyd. Dude. Don't even bring boxing into this podcast. I'm just ever again. I love sad. boxing. You love boxing. Yep, that's what? it. Podcast is over. I yeah. think. Hey, I thanks for coming
2: out, guys. <laughs> yeah. I
0: start. I start appreciate boxing when I start training with boxers, and I I can appreciate that. Like it, I, I'm not really watching uh, boxing, you know. As fu- but I well, love training.
2: True. I mean,
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Jimmy
1: Zimmerman is a good boxer. He trained at AKA.
0: He's my coach. Yeah, he's he he's a good boxer. He me all my UFC fights. My last fight in Bellator, he cornered me.
1: Yeah, and he, he officially beat my ass more than anybody else before he, every one of my fights. He, Jake Jake Shields sparred with him once. And he himself. came out. No, he beat Jake. He
0: came he came down the he came down the ring and look at Bob and say <laughs> and tell him he's the toughest guy no one ever heard of.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying he beat. I mean, he's a better fighter than Jake in no MMA thing. But I will say this: for were you there for that sparring session? Yeah, when, when, when Jake couldn't take him down. Nope. Okay, yeah, so I was there. He couldn't. So right, I had this argument with Ha. He's or, a boxer. I think it was Ha. I had boxer. this argument with because he was saying how you know Jimmy wasn't hands. as good as Jake. Overall MMA for sure, of course, Jake's a, a, an no, outstanding fighter. He'll win the fight. But in that sparring session that we watched that time, Jake couldn't take Jimmy down, and Jimmy was a far better boxer. He beat Jake. I mean, he legitimately beat Jake. I mean. He's a, he's a mean boxer, bro. And like, he literally beat my ass before every fight. He ruined my confidence before every <laughs> fight. And somehow I won. It's weird that, to get beat up like fight week or, or I guess uh, so I, the second week out. I trained with him for every fight. He's and good, that's how man. I
0: felt. I used to get so mad. So I started leg kick him.
1: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> good idea. Yeah, those, see that I, I, I'm too mean or too angry to like, I was swinging out on him and trying to like do that. And no, that didn't he, work. He kicks. That didn't work, dude. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should have started kicking. So, you're telling but,
2: me a boxer hates getting leg kicked? Yes. Okay.
1: I'm
2: learning <laughs> shit today, you know? Obviously, I can't. I like, wasn't
0: there. Uh, Y'all's was 11 yeah, years he together. He AKA. also a black belt in jiu Yeah. In yeah. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: Dude, the thing about Jimmy is, man, wait, wait, God, he Jimmy, had so much potential, I, man, I know, to, to make it in something. I gave him the black belt. Yeah, he had so much potential, and, and still, <laughs> he's so good, man. Yeah, but... <clears throat> so that's He's one the of the thing. best guys that's never fought in big shows I or, think his hand was so good So
0: he couldn't spar any weights. he yeah. had to spar Kings and right, those right, guys. Right, the bigger guys And every time he was trying to get ready For a fight, you know, sparring the big guys Getting injured,
1: getting his nose smashed getting. See,
2: his is that the unsung heroes of the gym The guys that just get the shit kicked out of
1: them To help these guys reach the plateau There's a lot of those guys But there's a lot of guys that actually do well There's a lot of guys at AK right now that were there when I was coming up and we were coming up that are still there that gave us hard rounds and were actually really, really good, but you've they've never made it to the big shows, but they're really good fighters. And, and there are those, I think every gym has those guys that are just tough guys, really good guys in the gym. And there's a lot of guys at AK, a couple of them, they just don't perform when they fight, you know, yes. they're really, really good in the gym and they'll give and you hard few, rounds. Three. They'll beat me rounds here and there and like well, and can't, what can't I've noticed fight. too. But there's they just the can't.
2: Too. It's those guys that train like shit but they fight like I never saw a guy like that. We we have I've, I'm not going to name any
1: names but I mean, haven't seen too many of those. I've seen no, more guys you know train better in the though. gym and and lose it in the fight. And that's because when you get in the fight, man, there's a lot more factors out there yeah, of course. Yeah, but, but it's a lot more see, mental when you get in the I fight. I never
0: saw anybody like that on the high level and being consistent with. right, right, right you, of course you can't come to the gym be garbage mm. and then go and all of a sudden
3: at
1: before. a UFC level you
0: can yeah exactly you can get it at local shows when you you know but you can't do it at, a, at the high level if you're just not training hard or you're just not good at, a, at that in training you're not gonna be good at fighting
1: and speaking of the swicking out from before and speaking of Jimmy Zimmerman so the worst one I've ever had was Jimmy Zimmerman and Hav talked about this on the, the Javier Mendez podcast. So check that out guys. That's actually a really good podcast. If you're enjoying this one about the old school stories of AKA check out the Javier Mendez podcast. I can't remember which episode it was six He's Probably right. <laughs> but uh, there was one time I was in the ring and I didn't want to leave. Jake probably beat me around or something and I was just pissed off and angry and I was yelling and I, I wanted to fight, you know, more people or something. And Jimmy was ready to fight. So I was like, bring Jimmy and I'll fight Jimmy and I was like no and I was like yes I want to fight come on Jimmy let's go let's go and of course Jimmy's, Jimmy's like yeah you know <laughs> and and I was like Jimmy's like I'll kick his ass again <laughs> and I was like no no swig get out get out get out and I was like no and and, and Hal gave me that look like okay go ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> made me a little nervous that whole like go ahead kind of it wasn't like the whole like go ahead you're going to kick his ass like one of those uh, it was, was the it Here was the go. go ahead I'll see you in 5 minutes you know <laughs> like one of those things and if it even was five minutes, I don't know. But I got the shit kicked out of me. Like Jimmy beat the shit out of me. I was bleeding and like so I got so is I got this Jimmy got and it was like AK my fourth or round something or something. That. And then I walked, or I got out, and I was sitting on the side of the ring, and I was in la la land, just just like man, I shouldn't have asked for that fucking last round kind of thing. <laughs> and Hobb came over, he sat down next to me, and he's cool. He'll sit down next to you and kind of look at you and be like. Do you want that last round? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, Hov? I think maybe you were right this time. I think I might not have should have had that that last round. That was a stinger. <laughs> like, I can't wait. Till I he- might not even remember this conversation. <laughs> Do we? But that was a stinger. Promise
2: me you can get him on here when he comes here in what two weeks now, right? By
1: the way, uh, fun fact update: Mr. Javier Mendez will not be coming to Thailand. What? Yeah, just found that out today.
2: And you just now told me. On- I just
1: but I just found out. He just texted me a while back because uh, and good reason. He, he has to get back from Luke's fight to uh, help DC, DC on the Ultimate oh, Fighter. And for, um, Khabib. Khabib's getting ready for the Damn, fight. I understand it. But so, man, I love Khabib Bob. and DC being on the Ultimate Fighter. Okay, I understand. He's Yeah, so I don't know about Bob Cook because Bob Cook has been wanting to come here for a long time. So he might get through it for at least a day or two. I have a feeling. Yeah, I have from, a feeling. Uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah, I have a feeling Bob Cook's probably going to still try and make it by real fast. It's not like he's training the fighters like Hobbes mm. anyway, every day. So he might come by. Luke is just... I mean, you saw Luke just post on Instagram. He yeah. can't wait to get here. So he's definitely yeah, planning. That. Unless something comes up, he, he's, on, he's here. He's I've coming. got to hang out with this guy again. Um, but yeah, so sorry to break the sad news to you there. Uh, yeah, I know, he, I know you love Hob. We he's all love Hob. top
2: five of my best men in the world. Is that weird?
1: That's a little yes. weird. Really well, weird, He knows actually. what I mean. I'll text him later. But he's not coming to Thailand, so we might have <sighs> to Skype him in on in a future episode or something. Maybe we can Skype him in from... Uh, from the Ultimate Fighter when he's doing that or something.
2: It's not the same. I want to touch him and hold him.
1: Oh, yeah. In a fun way. Get kicked out of a taxi story with him. About Hav. <laughs> we got a good story here. I want a to hear good this. Story. I love Hob stories.
0: Um, I remember what, I think maybe 11, 2011. Uh-huh. I got in, a fight, uh, got in a fight. I got in a fight. i going to a fight. He's in my corner. I had Javier, Fitch, and, uh, and Bob. How'd you and, lose that? And uh, <laughs> so, or did you lose the it? guy Sorry, was just... <laughs> the guy was you yeah, know so those guys that lotioned a little bit the night yeah, before yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they're really slippery. And I was sick. That was uh, before I was diagnosed, and I was sick, and I didn't know I was anemic in that fight, really bad. I remember like clinching with the guy, and I was so weak. I was I was cutting down and couldn't even put my weight back up. So I I fought 146, and the guy was so stronger than me. And I couldn't take him down. And I was in so much pain. I couldn't breathe. And I'm thinking, I'm clinching with him, holding him against the cage, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, oh, fuck this shit. I'm uh I'm going to the corner and I tell him I keep going. <laughs> I can't <laughs> keep going. That's it. So runs over, I'm going to the corner and I'm i'm and half looking at me, half didn't get in, he looked at me, Nia, do you want it? I think i am like,
1: <laughs> I can see I'm saying
0: that. Fuck yeah, I want it. I'm, so I'm sitting and Fitch and Bob, do this, do that. And all I'm thinking is, okay, I got 30 seconds. What are you doing? 30 seconds. <laughs> so fight start. I switched out 30 seconds, knocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> Always works, right? Always works. Yeah, something happens, right? Was I was like, okay, all I, have, all I have is 30 seconds. That, that's all I have. I go in, just throwing punches, knees, so many. And the, the ref jump in, stop it. I lay on the ground. That's it. I'm done. Bob's coming. Get up. You
1: want? I was like, I'm not getting up. You need to carry into the locker room. I'm done. <laughs> That's funny, man. Dude, Bob is savage. A lot of people don't realize. I hope he's on the podcast. He's savage. Yeah. I could tell stories about Bob all day, man. <laughs> he's he's one of those old school fighter types. I had to fight Bob Cook to, to get, get on yeah, to that. Team AKA. He was the surprise match that Frank Shamrock had me fight. So we had this whole tryout that lasts like two hours where i was just exhausted how'd you do and then i had to put mma gloves on and uh and uh fight bob cook anyway we'll get into it later but another fun story was for that till it gets here. yeah hopefully and then uh he's a, this kind of sums me up a little bit but i went to florida to fight on frank shamrock's show uh, oh, man what was it called a shoot box and it was in a pit it was like the kumite it wasn't <laughs> even a ring or a cage it was in a pit and and i was fighting a naga champion this grappling guy and i'm a striker obviously and i was supposed to be fighting at 185 and i was trying to cut on the plane a little bit and like get ready for the fight and like the morning of the weigh-ins uh bob cook comes in he's like well i got some good news and bad news he's like i was like well what's the bad or the good news he's like the fight's still on everything's fine because we couldn't find my opponent and he's like the bad news is your fight got moved to 205 and i'm like 205 and i'm like <laughs> cutting weight and like trying to make 185 and i didn't eat nothing on the plane all the way to florida and i'm like 205 i'm like but we're not 205 and he's like well one of you are and like that's oh, classic bob that's, dude. bob that's classic bob and I, he, he was laughing and i go to the weigh-in and this guy's drinking water he weighed in at like 206 or something and i was like 187 i forgot what it was yeah fight ended well in fact his name was butch bacon so that's an interesting name. But that's classic Bob right there. Is this like,
2: the, uh, the, the knee to end it? Mm. Which no, one it was, was the
1: swick out punches.
2: <laughs> Who's the guy you need that Kingo Ura, the Japanese guy. The yeah, that you were about to smash
1: and Herb Dean stepped... Was it Herb Dean? Herb, yeah. yeah. God, Herb, guy's Herb's ref more of my fights than anyone. Yeah, I think he's been in more fights with League you John. than you. In fact, Herb's me, fought some of my opponents. Her, <laughs> Swear to God. Herb Dean fought Joe Riggs... In a previous fight oh, in yeah, heavyweight, yeah. and then later I fought Joe Riggs in the UFC after Joe Riggs beat Nick Diaz. I think Joe Riggs beat Nick Diaz, mm-hmm. and then I fought him next. He beat Chris Lytle and Nick Diaz. I fought him, and Herb Dean couldn't be the ref because, because. <laughs> he fought Joe Riggs previously in a smaller show as, as a heavyweight. That was weird. Joe Riggs, is that the swicker team? No. It was one of them. It was the second Swicka team in a row. Oh, jeez. I know. I hate it. I get it. I get it. It's stupid. But at the time, it was funny. and and Oh, man. Speaking of BJJ, tell me if you agree with this, but so many BJJ guys got pissed at me for calling the guillotine the swickotine. I got so much hate mail. Because, like, dude, you can't change the name of a move. Yes, you can. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. I'm in the UFC. I, I can say I did anything. <laughs> Go to the UFC and win my submission. And call it whatever the fuck you want. Von choke. The new name whatever he like, was there. These guys were so serious, man. No, I see it. But these guys were so serious and they were just like, You can't change the name. This has been around for like hundreds of years, and you can't just change the name. They're so fucking serious, bro. They were so mad. And then the other half, or not half, but the rest of the people were swicking everything. Like every other word was like swick of this, swick of that. So Swick it burns. caught on, dude. It was cool. It was Remember kind the of Swickburns. It was cool, man. Oh, even yeah. even to our jingle, Swick Swick Swickatine, which we had to get rid of. Oh. By the way, guys, we're keeping the the jingle as it is right now. Uh, more people like it than don't. So I'm sorry if you don't like it. We're, we took out the Swickatine part, which is you know, it was funny, it. and it was, for the first few episodes. But we're gonna don't keep. Never said shit to the. We're gonna keep this episode. jingle for a while because we keep getting people that are saying it's it's catchy and all that, and that's what you want in a jingle, right? It's supposed to be catchy. That's what I want. So, anyway, we're we'll up to show up, dude. We're the worst at wrapping up shows. So, we're actually going to do it this time. So, anything you want to add? I'm just
2: curious how this is going to show up on camera, Mr.
1: Neo. Psychedelic. Psychedelic. Anything you want to add? What about the gym? What about the gym? Real quick, <clears throat> real quick, just do a quick. Yes. Uh, um,
0: so, I really enjoy the gym. I really think it's one of those gyms that.
1: you got to be fucking I mean, I kidding. I just me. want to turn that off. Amateur. I'm sorry, people. Unbelievable. Jay. So.
0: It's either like if you're a professional fighter getting ready for a fight like me or like Luke or Cody that you had or just the kid that want to try Muay Thai, not even sparring, just try like what it is or that lady that want to lose weight or or just come, you know, you come into Phuket and check it out. It's it. It's really, uh, I think it should be one of, uh, like, on the list of what to do in Phuket.
1: But but as far as, like, because I always ask everybody this from AK, but as far as when I was coming back and forth to Thailand for so long, so many years, did you think I was going to build a gym? Or, or was part of you saying, like, what the fuck is he doing in, in Thailand? Because I fuck kept is coming he doing back. in Thailand. Everyone said, <laughs> that. I kept coming back, and everyone was like, dude, where's your gym? You got some pictures? And I'm like, eh, yeah, not really. There's some grass. So, like, did you think I was, like, building a gym and, and it was going to be what it turned out to be? Or did you think, like, Dude, he's just having fun, dude. This dude is like, he's, he's getting done with his fights, and he's fucking going to Thailand and wilding I out. thought
0: you smuggle drugs or something. That's what DC <laughs> said. Why does everybody say you're smuggling Everybody's drugs? Everybody says I'm smuggling <laughs> drugs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a big drug what? trade in Thailand. And I'm not even like a yeah, drug yeah. user. I don't know. I think like third world country, why the hell will you come here to you know to get your life here? You live in California.
1: You see it now, though, right? I, I get it. totally. Now you yeah. get it, though, right? I, Was it a bad move or no? 100% support. <laughs> All right. All right, good. <laughs> you yeah. So it's good to have you here, man, dude. Yeah, it's man. been it's awesome. It was, yeah, it it's was great having fun. guests here. I know here. I
0: promised you so long I'm coming. Yeah, I you mean, I did. Finally did it. And now I can tell for sure that I'm
1: keep coming. i <laughs> trying yeah, to convince say- him
2: to come back at uh, the end of the year to come do a fight camp with us or something. For
1: sure. Yeah. And we'd love, you. We'd love to have you here. to will you I, half off. And I'll say, man, <laughs> I love having these high-profile UFC guests and Bellator guests and stuff like that. But, dude, guys like you that's been around with me for for years and spent hours on the match training, yeah. dude. Yeah. I fucking love having you guys here, man. It's been an unbelievable week. I wish we could have done more. But, man, it means a lot to me to have you here, brother, for sure. And so I'm so glad you like yeah, it, man. So for leaving it. in two days or a yeah. day.
2: Shit, a, a day and a half. Yeah, yeah,
0: something like that. I'll come back. I'm going to kick someone's ass, have a yeah. baby after that, and then come back.
1: A baby? Yeah, With my different people, right? My All wife right. is
0: due in April.
1: Congrats, brother. So man. I'm
0: going to fight a few weeks before. So my first son, I fought four weeks after. Mistake.
3: <laughs> yeah i yep. hate that yeah.
0: bad performance <laughs> say the least i won the fight grinding and stuff but this time uh fight baby then thailand perfect yeah. that's a
1: perfect that's what i did
0: yeah
1: <laughs> fight baby thailand that's, mm-hmm. yeah I so cool man i've only done one of them i really appreciate you being a guest on the show i appreciate sure. you helping out anastasia you've done an amazing job teaching her um Kudos. this week and uh I'm glad you had a good time in Thailand. Yeah, awesome. We got a couple more nights, so it's not over yet. No. And uh, you're definitely coming back, right? Definitely. All right, brother.
0: We're going to watch some fights.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. It's going to get oh, better my, and better. We
2: never ended one without doing this. too far. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: But, uh, yeah, we're going to get uh, our guys back in here for the next podcast. We've been trying <laughs> to get just doing them, getting yeah. them out there. So that's what you guys wanted. So we're trying to do it. So. This was a last-minute thing. It's I think 10, I'll be shirtless next 10 10 by the way. 10 p.m. right now in Thailand. So the last comment I read day, is they want
2: me shirtless the next podcast. Nobody so wants you shirtless.
0: Nobody wants want. No six-pack, no topless. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the rule.
1: Have you not seeing this, motherfucker? <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. All right, thanks for watching, guys. Tune in, and please subscribe. If you're watching this, if you've hung in this long, and you're still watching, yeah, you should, God bless there's you. no reason why you shouldn't subscribe, because it only gets better from here. Or send us shit.
2: <laughs> We like gifts.
1: No, nah, just subscribe. Just subscribe. We got to get to 50,000 for this guy to fight. It's going to be the best episode ever. He's fighting a Muay Thai fight. He's scared of his own shadow. <laughs> the guy's never fought. He's never trained. He smokes. He drinks. I'm going to open
0: 50,000 uh, And this
3: is
2: supposed to be my accounts. It's What's
1: worse is, did you hear the way he so just your described friends me? To subscribe. He's
2: supposed to be my corner man. Ah, yeah. Lovely. I'm going to help you, buddy. Oh, I'm I can tell. You've been motivating the shit out of me.
1: I'm just getting subscribers because I want to see you fight. Oh, I wish we had to at twenty-five thousand, because then it would have happened so much sooner. We're already over four. Yeah, we're five. So we don't need twenty-one thousand, but now we need fucking forty. So we're gonna get
2: four thousand comments no, to saying how much 49. this one sucked, huh?
1: Nine forty-nine. My math is so bad. Forty-six. I'm all, all right. right, guys. Hey, you know I like
2: stuff sent here. Send Mike a calculator. Those are fun for him.
1: <laughs> 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 it's ten o'clock. I've been up since like.
2: One. (laughs) Uh, whatever. (laughs) Whatever, dude. It's Uh, been a long day. I was at work six (laughs) hours before you showed up. It's been a long day, dude. It's been a long Uh, day. All right, guys. Thanks for
1: watching. Thanks for viewing. Please subscribe. We got great guests coming up and, and a lot of good shit. So thanks, guys. All right.
0: Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. With Mike Swig.